Well, hello, everyone. Hello, hello out there. We hope that you are enjoying the blessings of God. We hope that you are excited. And most importantly, we're excited about being the change. You know, I know our administration changed, but in order for everything to change, it has to happen within us so it can be a a collective change in our country. And we make a difference. I make a difference. We are the change. It's not just up to an office, but we all are part of a change. So let's do our part as the people of God. Well, I'm going to continue tonight with soul alignment. I want to open up with a brief prayer. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. You are the sovereign God. You're all knowing. You are our righteousness, our peace. Lord, you are our sanctification. You are our justification. You are everything that we need you to be before we even need it, God. You are the absolute power. And besides you, there is none other. No one and no power can rival with you, God. We thank you, God, for choosing and calling us to be in your army, God. Lord, we thank you for this Bible study tonight, God. We invite you in to simply have your way. God, I admit I don't know anything, but your word does the work, God. Lord, we ask that your word go into each home, God. Let it be the answer to their questions, God. Let it let it manifest as healing. Let it manifest as salvation. Let it manifest as clarity, God. And Lord, you get the glory on tonight and have your way and say what you want to say, God, because it's your word that makes a difference. All these things we ask in your precious name. Amen. So we're going to continue with soul alignment. Have you had any kind of crazy accidents? Have you gotten caught in traffic and you learn how to calm down and say, Lord, this just might be alignment. And you get up a little further in traffic and you see that massive accident and it wasn't you. So even our accidents, even traffic and all those things play a part in alignment in getting us to the right place at the right time. Even appointments, delays, all of this kind of all of these things take a part in our alignment. But are you aligned? Are you fighting that alignment? So I want everyone, if you can, just read along with me. And we're going to start in John 15, chapter 15, verse 5 in the Amplified Version. I am the vine and ye are the branches. To one who remains in me, the one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And when we read this verse, I want you to imagine after a storm and there's so many branches and weeds and all kinds of things just laying around. And the only thing someone comes along to do is to brush those up and throw them in a bag because they're disconnected from their source of nutrition, from their source of water, from their source of everything that they actually need. So that branch is actually dead apart from it. And I want us to look at our lives as God, when I get disconnected from you, I can do nothing. It says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And just let that sink in a minute. Apart from God, I can do nothing. 
I can keep trying in my own might and keep repeating cycles of defeat. Or either I can get into God and then start, let the impossible start to happen in my life. We are pruned. God has to prune us from sinful habits and wild desires. The fresh branches of the vine bear fruit. The old dried up ones don't. We need constant freshness and growth in our spiritual walk with God in order to be fruitful. We need constant freshness, constant freshness. Give us this. Today, we had daily bread, daily bread. We need a daily recharge, a daily reboot. Yesterday's victories are now in the past. New battles and new victories for Christ need to be won today and tomorrow that we might grow in our faith. God may be pruning you right now just to bring you into an alignment with him. Your life may look stripped down and barren. Your life may be looking kind of stripped down and barren, but realize the bounty of fruit and blessings will come in time. Let the great gardener do his work in your life. God is our great gardener. He is doing a work in our lives as we speak. So how does God cleanse us? We are cleansed through the word of God, according to John 15 and three. Now ye are clean through the word, which I have spoken unto you. Then we look at Ephesians 5, 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So we see that the word of God is what cleanses us. We need the daily cleansing of the word of God so that we can continue to be in the vine, not just a part of the vine, but you got to be in the vine. That's where your nutrition and everything is coming from. How else does he cleanse us? He cleanses us through the blood of Christ. First John 1, 7 says, but if we walk in the light as he is, the, he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us, us from all sin. Then we go to Hebrews 9, 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience for dead works to serving the living God. We are also pruned through chastening, suffering and trials. We are also pruned. I don't know. This one really, really, really just hits home. We are all pruned through chastening, suffering, and trials. No, God didn't leave you. He's right there with you. Yes, you may be going through some things right now, and you may not understand. And sometimes it comes back to back. But just know that it's a part of your alignment. It says in Hebrews 12, 6 through 8, it says, for the Lord disciplines and corrects those whom he loves and he punishes every son whom he receives and welcomes to his heart. You must be you must submit to correction for the purpose of discipline, submit to correction for the purpose of discipline. This is these all these are all ways in which we stay in the vine. God is dealing with you as with with sons. For what son is there whom 
his father does not discipline. Now, if you are exempt from correction and without discipline in which all of God's children share, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. So if you don't have any correction in your life, if God is not allowing a little bit of suffering to just point you because it says we learn by the things that we suffer. So God is just bumping you with with those trials, with that suffering, with that chastisement. He's bumping you back into alignment because something has gotten off. Hebrews 5, 8 in the Amplified says, although he was a son who he had never, who had never been disobedient to the father, he learned, he learned active, special obedience through the things he suffered. And then we go to John 15, seven. If you remain in me, if you remain in me, see, it's a, it's a choice. It's, it's not, God is never going to force you to do anything. It's a choice to remain in me and my words of remain in you. That is, if you are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, act whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Divine alignment, divine. So this alignment, it doesn't always look good. It doesn't always feel good. But what is most important is that I'm not that vine after the storm that is of no use and nobody wants. If I stay in God, I find value. I find my significance. As long as God is feeding me, I will never be hungry. God needs some heroes and you are one of them. See, all of this is for God's glory to be manifested in the earth. How is his glory manifested in this earth? By willing and available disciples for him. God needs some heroes and you are a hero for God. He is going to do it through you and you're going to give him the glory. Think about all that you have overcome. That should have destroyed you. Now I want you to smile because he brought, because it brought you into alignment. See, as long as we're suffering for a purpose, it's all worth it. And how many of you out there have been through something that you thought would destroy you and come out of it and say, God, I would not trade this experience for anything because now God I know you better than I ever have your life has been redefined in my life had I never been sick I never would have known you as a healer had I never been broke I never would have known you as a provider had I never been a sinner I would have never known you as being righteous had I never been weak I never would have known you as my strength thank you God for everything that you have allowed because it align me with your will and now I'm an agent of miracles I'm an agent of miracles because I've experienced it and once you experience it you know it and you can share it we are programmed to worship our life is worship for God it's not just what we say it's not just what we do it's worship is obedience our bishop taught us that worship is the highest Obedience is the highest form of worship. It's the highest form. 
So if you are ready, if you're ready to just abide in God and you're ready for miracles to flow through your life, no, it's just, it wasn't just for Abraham. It wasn't just for Moses. It wasn't just for David. And guess what? It wasn't just for Jesus. He left us so that we could do a greater work for us. For him, but we gotta come into alignment. We gotta snap out of daydreaming. We gotta snap out of wanting this and wanting that. And we gotta want the things of God. And all it requires is a mustard seed of faith and your availability. God is is a shortage of availability in earth. I'm not talking about, I'm going to talk about God, but I'm ready for my language to turn to first person. I'm talking to you for God. And that's what God is looking for. Prayer becomes our compass. Prayer is our compass. There is a part of us waiting to come alive. And the only time it's going to come alive is when we come in alignment with God. Nothing you can buy, no position you can have, and nothing you can attain can fill that God space. Because that space only God can fill. We are not meant to live small. And I don't mean just in possessions. Yeah, you can have possessions. But every day should be a spiritual adventure with God. And your faith is thriving and it's alive. This is when your needs are about to come into alignment with a miracle. When you become available, then your needs become in alignment with a miracle. God, where are you taking me limited to show me to show yourself as limitless? Where are you taking me limited to show yourself as limitless? God, God is limitless. We are limited. God is limitless, but he's ready to show you what he can do. Some of us are trying to obtain things according to the world standard. But I read in Matthew 6.33, and it says that if I seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things will be added unto me. And then I had the nerve to, to think about, hmm, then I don't have to worry about adding sorrow to it. So whatever I get, I don't have to worry about sorrow. And I don't have to repeat cycles of getting instead of enjoying. And he also reminds me in his word that godliness, godliness is profitable. And I'm going to give you a short testimony. I have been taking all of these classes and doing all of this stuff. And I mean, sun up 5 a.m. to 3 a.m. in the morning, just going through some things. And, you know, of course, you add in God, but something just clicked. And it just said, Danielle, your stuff is not going to come like everybody else's. Your stuff is not going to come like everybody else's. I need your attention and I need you in me. So maybe some of you are out there trying to accomplish things. That's only going to come when you come into complete alignment with God. Your stuff ain't coming like the the other coach and everybody else. Your stuff is going to come when God favors an opportunity and you show up with your mouth ready to speak the word of God and speak life. So take the pressure off. If you seek 
his kingdom first, everything will be added. Don't complicate what God has simplified. God's hardest work is to get us to the right place at the right time with faith. His hardest work. Yes, he already planned it before we got here. He mapped out our life before we even lived a day. But his hardest work is to get us to the right place at the right time. For everything great you see, there had to be a problem. And we talked about last week that problems are miracles in disguise. God calls us and pulls us out of the pile and gives us an assignment. But your life is on a time schedule. I know it seemed like because he hasn't come yet that he's going to delay and delay and delay. But each one of us, our days are numbered. We are here for purpose. And I just want you to think about this. If today was my last day, what do I have to present to God for my years on earth? What? What do I have to give him? What gift am I offering him for my life here on earth? And you always have to think about what do I have to give? What shall I render to God for all of his benefits towards me? And our assignment, let's look at one of our assignments is in 2 Corinthians seven fourteen, And my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek crave, require as a necessity my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. We not only must pray, but we must believe in our prayers and the outcome of communication with God because we talked about last week prayer bringing us into alignment but you can't just pray you have to believe in your prayers we need to focus on the outcome of prayer and not how it works we need to focus on the outcome of prayer and not how it works so let me bring it up to today when you pick up your cell phone, you're not worried about how this app works with this thing and how the, the processing system works. You just make your call. And that's how we have to be in prayer. We don't have to figure out how God is going to actually meet the need, but we just need to focus that God is going to meet the need. You focus and when you dial that number, you focus on the call. You're not focused on the motherboard and the, and the phone or anything else like that. You're focused on what you actually programmed yourself to do. Our work, our work. Alignment gives us access. Alignment too. It brings us clarity. It brings us courage. It brings us competency and it brings us confidence. This is what alignment does. Alignment brings miracles and grows our faith. Alignment is the CNN of heaven. Alignment is the CNN of heaven. God, what are you up to? What's going on in heaven's economy? And he will remind you of healing, provision, and all of heaven's benefits. 
heaven. Alignment is our CNN of heaven. Tithing and offering brings your money into alignment. Repentance brings your heart into alignment. The word brings your mind into alignment. Humility, forgiveness, and love brings your relationships into alignment. Prayer brings your steps into alignment. And obedience brings your blessings into alignment. Instead, we are kind of like a car that needs alignment. And if anybody has had a car out of alignment, you can identify with these things. We know we need an alignment when our uneven when there's uneven wear on our tires. Life seems to wear us out because we are lopsided in our desires and our devotions. And our desires and devotions, that makes your life start to wear unevenly. Uh, We also know we need an alignment when our vehicle pulls to the left or to the right when we're not steering. When we keep dabbling into a little sin here and there. When our lusts or desires pull us to the left or to the right, veering us off the paths of righteousness. When we become opinionated about the word of God and do what's rational instead of what's required. When we see him as optional, seeking the things of the world to fulfill our heavenly desires. James 1.14 says, temptations comes from our own desires which entice us and drag us away. We also know we need an alignment when we are driving straight and the wheel is turned. It's the resistance to conform to God's word, the constant fight to get right, the refusal to completely conform, having a form of godliness. Timothy 3, 5, 7, 2 Timothy 3, 5, 3 through 5, it says... Holding to a form of outward godliness, religion, although they have denied its power for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. Avoid such people and keep far away from them. For among them are those who warn, who worm their way into homes and captivate morally weak and spiritually dwarfed women weighed down by their burden of their sins, easily swayed by various impulsions, always learning and listening to anybody who will teach them, but never able to come into the knowledge of the truth, always learning, never knowing. And you also know you need a front end alignment when your tires squeal, rubbing against the surface excessively. Ephesians 4.30 NLV says, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. And 1 Thessalonians 5 now says, do not quench, subdue, or be unresponsive to the working and guidance of the Holy Spirit. We create momentum through alignment. Anybody ready for momentum? So we reinforce momentum through alignment, which means we're creating an environment in which widespread commitment to follow God's vision routinely overshadows fears and continuous change. So when you get into alignment with God, 
your fears start to be, be overshadowed and change takes place. We want momentum this year. Anybody want momentum this year? We've grown now. It's 2021. We can't keep getting tricked. It's not a trick if it keeps happening voluntarily. We are going places we've never been before. We are touching classes of people we have never touched before. We are possessing wealth we have never possessed before. The problem is we would rather settle for a struggle blessing, which means God empower me and leave me in control instead of a bountiful miracle. God is up to you. We are not victims of our circumstances, but we're rather victims of our belief. It's not the circumstance that makes you a victim. It's your belief system that makes you that victim. So let's talk about some momentum blockers. It's resistance, fatigue, stubbornness, sin, selfishness, irresponsibility, conflict, misunderstandings, frustration, and lack of progress. These are all momentum blockers, but we must remain open to God's way. They play a major role in encouraging alignment, the Holy Ghost and guidance. The Holy Ghost will guide you into all truth, into all truth. So at this point, I just want you to remember, if you abide in me, and my word abide in you. If you abide in me and my word abide, that's not an optional. It is vital for the Christian to survive. It's to align with God. Align with God. Align with God. Kill those momentum blockers. I want to say that one more time. These are some momentum blockers. Resistance, fatigue, stubbornness, sin, selfishness, irresponsibility, conflict, misunderstandings, frustration, and lack of progress. And no longer do we want struggle blessings, which means God bless what I'm doing. Give me the power. Give me control. Instead, I want a miracle and I'm going to leave it all up to God. But if you abide in me and my word abide in you, then you will be aligned and you will be aligned with miracles and you will grow in faith. You will be tapped into the CNN of heaven. You will have everything you need. And most importantly, you'll have access. You'll have clarity. You'll have courage. You'll have competence, competency, and you'll have confidence. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, stay aligned, fight for your alignment. Thank you for your time. If you are out there and you are maybe you're out of alignment with God and you don't know how, God, how do I come in alignment with you? I've tried so many things. I just don't, I don't see my worth. I don't feel my worth. I've done too much to actually be in anything good. Then I just want you to say this prayer with me. Father, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my shortcomings. And tonight, I give you my life. I dedicate my life to you, God. I give you driving permission. I give you control of my life. And by faith, I accept your salvation. If you did that tonight, you have made the most important decision of your life. Please text us at 804 
877-0174. You now have a support system for your change. Thank you all for listening. May God continue to bless you. May he continue to grow you. May he continue to prosper you. And may he bring you in line with his word. Have a great one.